You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. On Sunday, we looked at the man called Gideon. And we looked at his experience and the experience of the children of Israel when they were under harassment, under the, the harassment of the Midianites. And we saw how God had, you know, given the background to the story and told us what happened in Judges chapter 6. You can open the Bible, please. Judges chapter 6, the first verse says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. What we can never, never overemphasize here is that sin is the problem. Sin is the problem. And the solution is what? Repentance. Repentance. It's not difficult. Sin is the problem. Where our country is now, what is the problem? It's sin. You know, this um, recently just dawned on me that we are feeling the pressures of our nation now because it's becoming more visible and tangible. Okay? So you now know that somebody can be kidnapped and then, you know, um, held for ransom and maybe killed, may never come out alive. And then it makes the news. But people have been sitting in offices kidnapping destinies. You understand? So now people, they're using guns and they're using, you know, crude means. But they've been using finer means. Laws, wicked laws have been established. You know, evil men had taken over lands that were kept for schools or monies budgeted for hospitals. People had taken them and built houses and gone on vacations. Some people, you know, have hotels where they maintain all over the world. Some of these hotels are $5,000 a night with Nigerian money. So the kidnapper zone is crude and is closer home because when they steal the thing that belongs to everybody, it's as though nobody's thing has been stolen. Okay, so we have had issues. Okay, just like it's coming out, the complicity of even the security men. The security men have been involved in all kinds of things, you know, right from when I knew anything, and any and the rest of them. And then he had policemen on his payroll, you know. So the thing is now becoming more clear. Last night, those of us who watched the news would have seen the GOC that is being tried for 400 million. That's just one shipment. We don't know the rest of the shipment. And interestingly, if you listen to that news, they say it was being shipped to a VIP in Kaduna, VIP without name. Did you ponder that? They are protecting somebody. Isn't the receiver of stolen goods as guilty as me? They should have also had the man's name. Let us know what are you receiving 400 million from a GOC for. So the, but the only thing now is that the evil is coming close. So everybody's feeling it. So, you know. But this is what the problem is. It's beginning to become random. Before there was one way out, get into government and protect yourself, steal and sort yourself out. But now being in government does not keep you. You know, so it's becoming a universal problem. And that's why it's coming out more. Okay, and worst case now, you know, the embassies are becoming more stingy with their visas. So some people can't run again. Maybe they can run to Burkina Faso or, you know, or Faso Burkina, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So the places that they would have imagined to escape to, 
There are things that these people might not. So it's coming home. It's coming home. But even as, that is, as it's coming home, some people who are benefiting from the government can't even still say the truth. Because their families are protected. You know, they have security. They have enough money and all of that. Okay? But evil is a problem. And that evil that is the problem is not my neighbor's evil. It is my evil. Because if everyone who truly wanted Nigeria to change, change, let's leave those who want Nigeria to be destroyed. If everyone who is complaining this country, Nawa, Nawa, if everyone who is making that statement in, them own, in their own selves change, Nigeria will change. How many people are evil? It's just that so many people, like we learned a few Sundays ago, don't hate evil. It's just that it's against them. If the evil is working for them, they will agree. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, they did evil in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord delivered them into the hand of, the, of Midian for seven years. The enemy, darkness has no power over light. Darkness has no power. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, it says it costs costless. It says like a fleeting sparrow, it, says, it cannot alight. For the wicked to exercise rule over the righteous or over the innocent, over the good people, it means God has said you are permitted. It's not the power of evil. It is a sellout of God's people. Praise the Lord. So we see the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midianites. Okay? So we know this as we pursue our Christian lives, that righteousness, peace and joy, purity, you, they are non-negotiable. That's what Christians are to, you know, propagate. Praise the Lord. It's not the other things that are, you know, enticing to man's ears. You hear gospel and the sinner and the wicked and everybody are enjoying it. It can be. It says we're fragrance of life to those who are being saved and to those who are dead. But you watch a lot of people. People are not born again and are loving pastors. You cannot love some. I mean, if somebody is bringing your iniquity to your front, you either change, praise God, or hate him. That's why Lord Jesus Christ said, I came to bring division. Not in that sense. He came to say, when I speak truth, you must decide which side you are on. Praise the Lord. So that's the background to the problem. And I, I want to jump. If you now get to verse 8, verse 8 says, The Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel and said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also I say to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But you have not, what? Obeyed my voice. You have not obeyed my voice. On Sunday, we also looked at 2 Corinthians 10, 4, where we've learned that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God. Now, if you go down to 6 and 7, it says, having a readiness to revenge every, or to punish every disobedience, when what? Our obedience is complete. Still saying the same thing. Okay? It's still saying basically the same thing. It says our warfare are on two levels. 
what we are to do as Christians concerning warfare on two levels, very simple levels. The first level, which one is the most important one? From the scripture, let's read it. I'm being ready to punish all disobedience. So what, how, what's the flow? Our own obedience first, isn't it? Our own obedience first. And then the second one is what? Punish all disobedience. The two of them are important. If we don't do the two, we will not have victory. But oftentimes, we like the second one. Because that one is easy. Fire kill them. Fire fall on them. Okay? My enemy is for them. You know, we can easily talk about the wicked. But then we say, when your own obedience is fulfilled, then you can begin to punish all disobedience. Okay? It's what the lawyers might call local standard. You must have a basis. On what basis are you addressing disobedience when your own obedience is staring you in the face? Okay? So God was speaking to them and said, but you have not obeyed my voice. Just, you know, reminding us this as we move on. And the angel of the Lord, verse 11, came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the abbey's right, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianite. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. 13. Let's read what Gideon said. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianite. Let's stop here. Praise God. Let's look at what Gideon says here. He says, If the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? What do you have to say about that statement in line with what we're learning? That the devil is a liar. And that we live in the reality we believe. The verse before the angel appeared told us that God has sent a prophet to say, this is why. You hear that and you think that there is really confusion. But there is no confusion. The Lord has sent a prophet to say, this is why you are what you are. Praise God. The Lord has sent his prophet to say, this is why you are going through what you are going through. But we see Gideon now responding as if it's a mystery. It's not a mystery. For many of us, you know, our situations, our lives can be much better. And we know why, but we pretend as if we don't know why. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the diligent soul shall be made what? But if you want more, you can work harder. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you see, you can make excuses. You can say, Nigeria, this country don't finish. But this country don't finish. People are going to the banks. I remember something that happened many years ago. I can't remember when it happened. But one of those seasons where there was either devaluation of money or something. And in my mind, I just concluded that people can't buy new cars in Nigeria. Everybody will be buying Tokumbo. I think, I can't remember where I was, you know, what stage of life I was in. But all of a sudden, I still noticed that there were new cars on the road. <laughs> I still noticed that the car dealers were still in business. Then I had to retell myself that this thing that I said is not for everybody. <laughs> Because some people are making enough money. You know that I think car went from maybe 40,000 for a car to become 1 million for a car. I say who will have 1 million for a car? But you see, it's not a universal issue. Okay? So, Gideon here said, this thing is an enigma. We don't understand what's going on. Why are we here? But you know why? 
this prophet that came and proclaimed this to Israel, it must have been a widespread information. But you know what? They didn't process it. You know why? Because the Bible says, when the sower sows the word, the thief comes what? To steal it. To steal it. Our sister shared testimony now that her perspective has changed. But it's not everybody that came to church that has a changed perspective. That's why you must get the message and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. And also listen to your spirit. What is the spirit of God saying to you? Okay? But as we are learning, the devil is evil. He's a liar. He's a terrible liar. Okay? So right in front of us here, he's telling a lie to Gideon. And Gideon has bought it. And then he said, where are all his miracles? Which our father told us about. Did not the Lord bring us up out from Egypt? Yes, the Lord brought you up. And the reason you're experiencing what you're experiencing, you know, Gideon and the children, is because God is with you. Praise God. It's because God is with you. God loves you. God's jealousy will discipline you. You're not bastards. Praise the Lord. We've used the illustration here. You go to a school. You go to visit your child in school. If the school says all the students should talk in, okay, and you see any student, any person walking about flying shirts, you know, with color and all of that. No, that person is not a student. Because if he were a student, the teachers will do what? Will reprimand him. So because you are God, God has an obligation as a good father to do what? To discipline you when you step out of the line. So that's why they were going through what they were going through. When you step out of the line, okay? If you have any part of your body that is functioning well, if something happens to it, you feel pain. If any part of your body, something happens to it, you don't feel pain. That's a, a more serious sickness than pain. That's actually leprosy. Leprosy is when somebody gets to the point where parts of his body cannot feel pain. Praise the Lord. It means he has been disconnected. He has been ignored. Whatever should happen to you, let it happen. But that you feel pain is that something can be done so that the pain will stop and everything will be okay. So you want to walk with God where there is no correction, there is no reprimand, there is no reproof, there is nothing, you just feel free, then you actually want out from God. God won't let you. No responsible father will let you live that kind of life. Praise the Lord. So that's why they were going through. I'm trying to answer some of the things he said. Okay? He said the Lord has forsaken them. The Lord has not forsaken them. The only part he got there was that delivered them into the hands of the Midianites. The apostle Paul says, let such a one be delivered to Satan for the buffeting of his flesh that his soul will be saved. Praise God. So there are some deliverances that are necessary. The psalmist said, it was good for me that I was afflicted because before I was afflicted, you know, I was not this man. I went astray. So the experiences that teach us. Now, if these experiences, we don't approach them with the right mindset, we will not learn what we should learn from them. So the Bible says, instruct the wise and they'll be wiser. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we look at this and we still see the depth of God's love and the extremity of the devil's wickedness. We see it in this story. And the lies. Let me leave this and just jump and say some of them now. Gideon says, God has forsaken us. He has abandoned us. But the same Gideon, they have not an altar to God in their father's house. They have an altar to Baal. Can you imagine that? Think about that. You have an altar to Baal. And then you're complaining God has forsaken. Even if, if there were no altar at all, we can understand. But you worship Baal. You make sacrifices to Baal. You make prayers to Baal. 
And then you're saying God has forsaken. Did you say I sought God and he didn't answer? Did you bring him an offering? Did you seek him? Did you pursue him? And he didn't respond. But you see, these are the strongholds that we are talking about. In second, these strongholds are there because you believe falsehood and begin to live in line with it. So when you ask the children of Israel, why is life like? They say, God has forsaken us. Why are you going to? Yeah, God has abandoned me. But God never abandons us. The Bible says if you draw near to God, what will happen? He will draw near to you. If I says, even if we deny him, say he cannot deny himself. He abides faithful. But you see, the devil is such a shameless liar that he lies, you know, without shame. Part of what I'd want hope for us to, you know, do this evening was just to spread our minds and pick some of the lies the devil has told in the Bible and see how shameless he is in his lies. It will help us because if we deal with this, I'm telling you, your Christian life will become very smooth. Praise the Lord. It will become very, if we get it right and you're able to see anytime it comes, it will be smooth. Just like this one. Somebody is in disobedience and is blaming God. Somebody is outrightly rejecting God, but is accusing God for rejecting him. You and your family and the whole clan, you have a full altar to bow. But when they ask you, why are you suffering? You say, God has forsaken us. It would have been better if we say we are forsaking God and we like what we are going through. Huh? But nobody will say that. Any of us there, you ask, why are you going through the things you're going through? And they'll say, is there? nobody will say that. And you know when it started? It started from Genesis. From the moment man fell, something came on man that he will never accept his fault. And that's part of what the devil does. He's such a terrible liar. You know why? If the devil allows you to admit that it's your fault, you're 90% free. But as long as it's somebody's fault, you're 200% bound because you will never get the solution. So why is this thing happening? Is it not this person? Is it not this person? Is it not that? Is it not my country? Is it not my father? Is it not my mother? You know, that's the problem with the American gospel. Everybody that has an issue, they say, you know, my father left, my mother did this and my this and that. So they never solve the problem. They never face it. And who is at the back laughing? It's the devil. He didn't start today. Adam, what happened? Have you eaten of the fruit that I told you not to? It's simple. Daddy, I've eaten it, so please, we're sorry. The matter would have been solved. But he said, ah, it's the woman you gave me. Ah, from saying, this is the flesh of my flesh and the bone of my bone. It's now the woman you gave me. So it's no longer flesh of my flesh. It's the problem of my problem. Praise the Lord. And that's how it went on. So we must see the devil in every of his things. In Ephesians 6, which we are going to look at, Ephesians is from verse... 10, 11, 12, 13, we're going to see what our battle is. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may what? Be able to stand against the wiles. It's interesting that every time we are told of spiritual warfare, we're not told to battle against the power of the devil. It's always his falsehood, his deception. His, you know, tricks. That's all. You know why? Because when you get it right, the devil has no power. What power has darkness? You turn off this light now. Darkness will be doing shakara. You put on just ordinary phone light. The darkness will shift. All of us put on our phones. The darkness will shift. You turn on the light. You won't see that. Darkness is a non, it doesn't exist in the real sense. The same way, talking about the power of the devil, in a real sense, does not exist. It only fills a vacuum that we create. 
When the Bible says, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why is it the wiles of the devil? Because everything the devil uses in sense of power against us is power that is with us. It's our own power that he turns against us. We are the ones that are giving authority on the earth. We are the ones that are made in the image. The devil is not in the image and likeness of God. Praise the Lord. God is one, but we are made in his image. So whatever the devil can do to us and do on earth, he has to do it through those of us that are made in the image of God. That's why he has to be a master craftsman. But tonight our eyes are being opened. Praise the Lord. What are wiles, deceptions, tricks? You know, he packages it and they appear like this is what it is. And interestingly, you know, I love the way the Bible just makes us know the truth. Interestingly, if you read further down here, 12, 13, put them down together. It says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Can you see that? But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Let's say the first thing we are to take. It says, stand therefore, how, what? Having gathered your waist with what? Truth. 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 Truth disarms the enemy. You know why? It's falsehood. Truth disarms him. Truth. And you go at the end of it, says the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Your feet shall with the preparation of what? The gospel of truth. You see, truth is everything. That's why Lord Jesus Christ made it clear. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You know the truth is as though the devil doesn't exist again. It's like lawyers and policemen. I don't know whether it still works in Nigeria. But policemen, all these policemen that harass you on the street, eh? it's just that you can't lie. But you can take your brother's wig and suit and just hang it in the car. It's more powerful than say you're a military man. Because police can't stand lawyers. They know the truth. They know their rights. Once they say, who are you? I say, I'm barrister. So, bad market. It's the same thing with the devil. When you know the truth, he leaves you and goes. What can he sell to you? However, this truth is so deep that we have to keep searching and searching. And tonight, you know, I'll just try as much as possible and touch a bit of it. Okay? Now, one of the things I want you to get tonight is this. Lies... There's a saying that says um, lies would have gone around the world. A lie would have gone around the world seven times before the truth does a mile. How many of us have heard that saying? A lie would have gone around the world seven times before the truth goes a mile. But you know the thing is this. Truth amplifies with time. But lies expire in time. Like the man I told you about, the young man I told you about on Sunday, you know, that was in school. It was time that I expired this falsehood. But it rained for a while. Now, bringing that to our experience, bringing that to our experience, the Christian who judges everything only in time will remain a tool in the hands of the devil. That's why the Apostle Paul made that statement very powerful. He says, if only in this world we have hope in Christ Jesus, we are what? Of all men, the most miserable or pitiable. You know why? As long as this world exists, 
Lies can sustain everything. Eternity is the thing that fully, if I can use broken English, nakes the devil. If you live your Christian life for what you can see now, for what you can touch now, the devil can hold you. He can. Because lie can last that long. But you know where lie can cross? Lie can cross into eternity. How many of us play Monopoly? If you play Monopoly, they've said that, you know, I saw someone write somewhere. I can't remember where exactly I saw it. But you see, a rich man in a Monopoly game feels good while the game is on. You're buying Regent Street. You're buying the hotels and, you know, buying everything. Okay? But when the game is over, <laughs> the person who is buying you lunch still buys you lunch. Now, let's leave Monopoly. In movies, how many of us, where some of us are too young here, how many of us know Chief Zebodai or Koli Gwenwobodo? Uh-huh. Very wealthy man, you know? And some of these movies, when you see them on set, you can see their clout. Have you seen them in real life? But Nigeria, we care, though. You see, everything we are doing here is like a monopoly game. That's why the Bible says to us, those of us using this word, as not misusing it, he said to, say to the married, let them be as though they are not married. You know why? Let me tell you why. Ma, beautiful ladies and sisters, even if you marry Prince Charming Handsome, multi-billionaire, the Prince of Brunei, and the son of, um, uh, combine all of them in one, if you miss the marriage supper of the Lamb, you're single. Because simple truth, ma, is this. What remains is what is. I remember when I was a soldier, it's not that you're a soldier. No matter what you have in this world, if you will not have it in eternity, you don't have it. But that's what Christianity should teach the world. Somebody is president. America tried. Because of this problem, Americans don't call ex-president. So when you leave, you're still president. But let them sign bill. Are you getting what I'm saying? What does not last forever is not. It's vapor. Okay, assuming now. Okay, some of us have been in situations where someone was under you. Maybe you got into the bank before the person. Ah, he's my genius. Ah, my guy. Then the person resigns and becomes a multi-billionaire. Okay? And then you stop working the bank and you start working for him. Who is boss? What I'm trying to say is this. Time. Time will tell. And the whole of time we have on this side of eternity will pass. So what matters is what? What is in eternity? That's the truth the devil will never allow you to consider. And that's why the Bible talks about us being rich. Those who talk prosperity. Bible encourages us to prosper. But it says prosper in good works. It says teach them that are rich. It said to be rich in good works. You know why? Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Do not gather for yourself wealth and treasures on earth where moth, rot, thieves breaking, it will expire. But it said, Be rich in where? In heaven. You know why? Brothers and sisters, if you are rich in heaven, you'll be rich forever. Because what counts is what lasts. Haven't you seen football match where one team was winning 3 0 first half and they still lost? 
You know what? The only score that matters is the score that is on the board after 90 minutes. Why kill yourself to be winning at first half? And then at 90 minutes you lose. That's what people don't understand. You compromise your faith for all kinds of things. And then you miss the reward. There is going to be a universal whistle. You know the way they blow whistle in, in, in the matches? To the, that whistle says final. Now we can take the score. Every other thing before then is shifting. That whistle is the rapture alarm. The trumpet sound. I've come to tell you, the devil will never let people understand this. That's why Lord Jesus Christ teaching us. says, judge nothing before it's time. He says, many who are first will be last. Have you been on a queue like this? And they said, ah, no, that's not where you're paying. You're paying at that place. Then you will regret being first. Isn't it? That's what is going to happen. The world, we are killing ourselves. This person is a great man. You don't know who is a great man. You don't know who is powerful. Until the time, the final whistle blows. The Lord said, tell them, you, you want to be married. Yes, please make sure it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. People have missed the marriage supper of the Lamb so that they can marry Prince Handsome. You know the guy is devil. He will beat you out of God's will. And your father-in-law, the devil, will support him. Because Koro Koro, you knew he was not God's will. But I must marry. But everybody's assured that marriage. Do you know that the whole church, even me as a man, as man as I am with my gray hair, I'm Jesus' bride. So you're also Jesus' bride. So what do you say to Jesus when you compromise his promise to you so that you can get one yeah, yeah, man like me to be your husband? One human being side by side with the king of kings, the lord of lords, the prince of peace. What is there to compare? Somebody says, I want money, I want money, I want... If you want that money, want it in the path of righteousness. To worship the one who will keep it for you in the time to come. That's truth. Everything that does not last at the end, that will not stand at the end, is passing away. It's falsehood. The problem we have as human beings is that we have a tendency to attribute too much importance to what we see. And to us, everything we see is important. And what we don't see is unreal. But anybody who is truly born again here must learn tonight that something is invisible does not mean it's unreal. Let me repeat. That something is invisible does not equal to what? Being unreal. And that something is visible does not mean it's real. I mean, in the sense we're talking about. The Bible tells us, Hebrews 11 verse 3, yes? It says, by faith, we understand that the things, the, the world was created or was framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen, what? We're not made of things which are. So the things I can see was made by the word of God. And then the word of God is telling me I should hold on because something greater is being made for me. Our Lord Jesus speaking to us and the disciples says, I go to prepare a place for you. You see, all of that is not to make you lazy and useless here. It's to help you to keep the right coordinates. 
You're running for a reward. Praise the Lord. Nobody can say the apostle Paul was useless. Nobody can say he was lazy. Nobody can say it was all of that. But you know what you can't, you must accept of him. He was playing a game to matter at the end. He labored more, but he didn't labor for this world. That's why he would rather work with his hands than even receive ordinary support. It wasn't that he wasn't sharp. He was looking somewhere. And then he told us there is now what? A crown. That's truth. Praise the Lord. That's truth. You know, that's truth. So we understand these things. Even Colossians 1.16 talks about the Christian must come to grasp with invisible things. Because the God we claim we worship is invisible. And sometimes people say, ah, no, I don't want that all those experience. I want it real. What is real? What is real? What is real? Every single thing you see is passing. The only thing that is stable that will hold forever is the word of God. So do you want something real? It's the word of God. That's why our Lord Jesus teaching us says, I will tell you who a wise man is. Is the one who built his house on the rock. Because the wind will come, the storm will come, the rain will beat. But that house will withstand it. Why? Because he built it on the word. Every other building will collapse. Paul telling us, his knowledge will pass away. All the things that we think are important, they'll pass. But the devil will make you think it's so important. What about, what, what about your, 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 what's it called? What was this one teenagers always use when they say their parents are embarrassing them? Say, you're spoiling my PR. You're crushing my PR. Thank you. Say, well, why, mom, mom, why are you talking to me like that? Why are you talking to me like that? You're, you're, you're crushing my PR. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All of that will pass away. Praise the Lord. It will pass away. At a time, it won't be your peril that will matter. It will be your standing. Do you understand? Many things that we do things about or we fight things about that give us sleepless night. Who is the number one? You see, amongst my friends, you know, that this person said he's no longer was the best friend forever. You, you just worry yourself about things that don't matter. Some of you, the people you're killing to be best friend forever with you today, in some years, but you shouldn't do that. You'll be dodging them. That season passes. You all of a sudden realize, was this what mattered to me? It mattered to you that you attended that party. It mattered to you that you drove Santana. It mattered to you that you, you know, it mattered to you. Because of that, somebody won't hear from you. Now, if they call you, okay, Santana, you will fight. Because it's a lie. It's passing away. The most handsome. That handsome is for teenagers. By the time you get into 20s, ladies don't want to see handsome you're speaking for now as a man. Listen, go and get a serious job. Make money. Let your wallet speak for now. It's not here, you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It doesn't pay, ne- it won't buy Nepal recharge. Do you understand? You know, we, we just, <laughs> the devil just makes you think, oh, this is important, this is important. No, nothing else matters except what the word of God says. What is treasured by the word, see to it that you treasure it. What is despised by the word, see to it that it does not matter to you. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaking, John 17 verse 17. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Truth is what keeps you stable. What really matters, that's what truth is. What is reality? What will remain at the end? 
That's what Christianity is about. You know what truth is, and then you live for it. What people say, you've overcome that. Anybody that has been a Christian a bit, you know, for a bit, you would have started getting over that. You see, if the devil can enter Peter, that had just been used by God to say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, eh? to Jesus. And then the next statement from his mouth, I rebuke you. You will not go to the cross. You will not, God forbid. You will know that what people say should not disturb you. You should not disturb you. Some people are so frustrated now. They are so discouraged. Do you know, pastor, do you know what he said to me? If the devil says to you all he wants to say to you, then you can commit suicide. You should get to the point that no matter what they say to you, look at you, you're a man. How many of us have they called men and then we have had twins and all kinds of children and they're begging you to stop? You see, your mother-in-law will say, look at you, you're a fellow man. You can't have uh, children for my son. Leave her. It's the devil that is speaking. Say, Mama, God bless you. Mama, you shall live long and carry your grandchild. <laughs> don't fight them. They don't know what they're saying. If Peter, the great apostle, was saying his own, why wouldn't Mama say her own? Eh? Somebody looks at you and says, look at you, useless man. This and this and that. And you're fighting the person. They've also caught you. When they say that, just pray for them. Isn't that what Jesus said? That's truth. Pray for those who insult you, who despitefully use it. If you add them to those who you want to fall down and die, you have missed it. All my enemies, I think this one never speaks good about me. Ah, he's one of my enemies. You're wasting your anointing. We learned the last Wednesday. Anointing flows in love. Anything that is not love dissipates the anointing. It reduces your power. You must walk as a Christian so that anybody that falls in front of you, you laugh. You, laugh. No, you won't say anything and say, hey, lose your peace. No. Love must fill your heart. You know why? If you know what God is thinking about you, it won't matter. It's amazing that in America, as much as they call Trump crazy, anybody here points into a position will agree. You know why? When you know how God has chosen you, it doesn't matter what people are talking about you. I'm using Trump as an opposite direction. But God says, I love you. I have plans for you. Then what does it matter what people are saying about you? Why will you lose sleep if God has chosen you? If he thought you worth choosing. If he said, I have a purpose for you in my plan. What I want to do in Nigeria, I want to use it. What does it matter if all your neighbors are calling you useless? When God is saying, you're useful to me. Are we getting... But, but the, these are the very things the devil will fight. That's why I say to Gideon, you are the least. But God is saying, you're a mighty man of valor. And the interesting thing, you know, in that story, please, you know, time will fail us. When you go and read the full story, it's so interesting. When Gideon was able to do something a mighty man should do, he gathered 30,000 people. God said to him, hey, don't get too excited. These people that are with you are what? Too many. He can announce to them that anybody who is not really serious should go. You know why? Because God had already won the victory. The statement he made to Gideon, he said, these people are too many for me to give the victory. That's how to show you how much of a liar the devil is. I wanted to start from Genesis. When you just make a practice of it and just see the devil's life so you can laugh at him and you can know how desperate he is. The devil met Adam and Eve, created in the image of God, and he told them you will be like God when you disobey God. 
Have you thought about that? He's such a desperate, he's a shameless, uh -uh, shameless liar. Let us make money. They made Adam, they made Eve. Breathed into, these people were God walking. And then the devil stood in front of them, and said, the day you eat it, you'll be like, you could see people who were already like God. Let's rise on our feet. You see, I want you to go from this place with an attitude. God is good. The devil is evil and is a liar. He's defeated. He has lost. Every word of God, embrace it. Every word of God, run to it. Don't allow the enemy play tricks on you. Some of these things might be so popular. They might be so accepted. But the Bible says it's the prince of the power of the air. So, falsehood will be everywhere. But truth, <laughs> but truth, all you need is for it to be inside of you. I hear him. All you need is for it and you hold on to it. The Bible says having done all to do, to stand. So everywhere around it, there's falsehood that's saying, ah, this is the way it's done here, this is the way it's done here. Daniel showed us how it's done. Daniel entered Babylon in Babylon to meet the selection of those who eat the king's delicacies and drink the king's wine. It's a testimony. But when Daniel entered, he entered with truth inside of him. And the Bible says, Daniel purposed in his heart. He wasn't arguing with anybody. You know, that's a problem some of us have. Sometimes you want to convince everybody. There's a place for that. But there's a place for where you know the truth and you hold on to it because time will tell the difference. I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, help me to stand. Help me to stand. And if there's any battle, anything that I'm contending with, somebody you came to church and your finances is as though God has abandoned you. There is no way out. The devil is a liar. Our sister told us she was afraid of childbirth. But this is her telling us. I think she has at least three children. I know three children. I don't know more. But she's telling us now she had her children painless. The devil is a liar. God will bring you out of indebtedness. But you have to believe him. You have to accept his truth. You have to distinguish falsehood from life. The devil says you can't live like a child of God. Who said that? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What God has made me, I can live it. I can live it. When men say words are cheap, it's not with God. God's word created the heavens and the earth. By the word, the heavens are. The sun that came up this morning came up because of the word. That same word can raise you up. That same word can turn you around. That same word can turn things in your favor. That same word can give you power. That's what faith does. We understand that the word we, we see, we are framed by the word of God. If the word I live in was framed by the word of God, then my own world can also be framed by the word of God. My life can change based on the word. Healing can become mine, no matter what the medical prognosis is. I can claim my healing. I can walk in it. Things can turn around. It doesn't matter for how long. Truth. The truth of God's word prevails. I'm a believer. Not in my circumstances. Not in statistics. I believe in the word. I serve a God of miracles. I serve a God who turns things around. With 300 men. 
the Midianites that had terrorized Israel for seven years, they were routed. They were confused. They were defeated. They ran for their lives. There was spoil. There was plunder. That was the end of them. 300 men unarmed. That's how mighty your God is. We serve a very big God. We serve a very mighty God. Everything he can turn around. Everything he can change. Power belongs to him. 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 Power belongs to our God. He can do it. And he has promised he will. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Let me just say this because I, I was made to write it down. He said, tell them not to live by what they see, but live by what I said. Live by what I said. Don't live by what you see. Looking at us now, we have seen so many things. Some disappointments, some different things. But he said, don't live. Don't, 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 don't plan based on what you see. Plan based on what I said. He said, why? Tell them why. He said, the reason is this. In Hebrews 13 verse 5, he said, For he himself has said, I will never leave nor forsake you. Part B of that passage. He said, he himself has said, what? I will never leave. They say the actual translation of that should be, I will never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever leave you. Praise the Lord. Brethren, with this understanding, we can understand Joseph. Life was going deeper, but he knew. And then the Bible tells us that God also was with him. Because of that, his turn around could come. I want you to lift up your voice to the Lord and say, Lord, I will go by what you said. I will go by what you said. Because I know, I know. The psalmist says he, he sends his word and it does not return to him void. He says he watches over his word to perform. God will perform his good counsel. He will fulfill his word. He will bring it to fulfillment. He will bring it to pass. I have no reason to doubt. I do not live by my sake. I don't make choices. I'm not moved by what I'm seeing. I'm not moved by the blood that I'm seeing this month. I know that his word will come to pass in my I'm not moved by my back balance. I'm not moved. His words will come to pass. Because I belong to him. He has chosen me. He has selected me. He has called me. Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to exalt him. Begin to tell him, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe every word of yours. I believe every promise. Lord, I believe. I respond to you in faith. I trust you. You are who you say you are. And you are able, much more than able, to accomplish everything that concerns me today. Let's just appreciate the Lord. Let's, let's magnify the Lord. One of the things we must, it says, magnify the Lord. Be magnified. Be thou exalted. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. So that you have an answer to give to everyone who asks you, what is the reason for this hope? This your boast, what is the reason? Tell them the Lord, he is God. In my life, he is God. In my circumstances, he is God. In my nation, he is God. 
in my generation is God. Who gives you confidence? He said, there is a God in heaven. Who rules over the affairs of men? What gives you confidence? He said, my Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him, even though he were dead, shall live. I'm not yet dead. Life is proceeding forth. Exalt the Lord. We worship you, our King. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Blessed be your name, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.